0: What's up, guys and gals? Before we kick off this week's episode, we got a little bit of news. Mike, you want to take over? Sure. We're going to uh, flip, uh, kind of flip the digging deeper over to a
1: B-side. So we always talk about flipping the uh, broken record over and uh, we're going to plow through on another uh, venue, if you will say, is uh, kind of just going through. And what we're going to do is go through and dig a little deeper just on what our topic was from the, that week.
0: Well, that was good, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, was that sounded scripted? <laughs> yeah, was that a practice run?
2: Because I you know, the record, so, record button red. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I did that record?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. recording. Oh, we are. Yeah, we're yeah People are listening right now. Yeah. Okay, because you made it it's, super it's red. Yeah, yeah. That's recording. Red uh, means go. Red and, and no and green red. means go. Well, well, means stop. well for us red means in the real go. world, well, this back, <laughs> behind the scenes view everybody's getting <laughs> right now. Okay, we're so, recording <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, on sad, a little sad wire. A little bit of sad news for me because we're putting putting digging deeper on the shelf for now. Um, but happy news because I think we're gonna we're gonna do something better. I think B side is gonna be better. So all the the open honest discussion that you've come to to enjoy on the roundtable, and the 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 meaningful Bible study that you have come to expect, digging deeper, sort of mashed into one, but free from the tyranny of bully Ronnie. Yes, it's gonna be fantastic. Oh, so. that's
1: gonna be such a blessing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So be sure <laughs> be sure to look out for that on on Saturdays. Just so. for the
3: record, that was. Alpha Mike and Professor Carl running Ronnie down. Ronnie, I love you.
0: <laughs> we love Ronnie, too. He'll be on the B-side. Oh, yeah. I know. He just won't be running the show. It'll, I'm just looking for brownie points. It'll less. Uh,
3: less I, saw about, I saw you over there, Bob. I saw you. All right.
0: So all that said, all that the rear view, let's drop the needle on this.
3: All right, guys,
0: you guys, I'm going to do my best Ronnie impression. Uh-oh. Okay. You ready for this? <clears throat> Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm not Ronnie. <laughs> I'm actually Carl with a C. <laughs> Here to Sorry. keep me from going off the rails and creating my own podcast, Overseer Mike's mics with me. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> on a related note, a man who trembles in the presence of all other mics. Coffee, Mike's back. <laughs> hey, everybody! <laughs> here to keep these out of control sheep semi shepherded. Pastor Mike is here. <laughs> How you doing? If he was a song, he'd be a golden oldie. Brother Bob's back. <laughs> We're still on the oldie thing. Wow! wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and and. Silent Ron's back. Wow. <laughs> Somehow
2: I'm always left to last. <laughs> I'd like to be first next week. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Maybe how about you just take
4: over? You hey, just narrate next yeah. week. I'm just think about it though. When you're last, you're first. That's what God that's says.
2: Right. Ooh, that's right. what Ricky Bobby says too. If yeah, you're first, right. you're, you're last.
0: last. <laughs> <laughs> so thing, if I hadn't figured out, Ronnie skipped town on us this week, so he's not here. So Slacker. And Mike and I are taking over. So part time Ronnie. <laughs> I actually changed our verse to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 7. Whoa! I should have I told you guys that when yeah, we well. started. Who oh, yeah. wants to read it?
5: Well,
0: um, go ahead, Carl, because I'm in Joshua 5 stuff. <laughs> oh,
2: <my. laughs>
0: you want me to read it? That would be wonderful. <laughs> All right, I'm reading from the NASB version, and it says, This precious value, then, is for you who believe, but for those who disbelieve, The stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word, and to this doom they were also appointed. Before we talk about our topic this week, I want to slightly unpack this just a second. Because I don't think that very often in the English it conveys the meaning here very well. For example, the first part of this verse in the NESB says, for those who believe, but for those who disbelieve. I don't think believe and disbelieve is the proper conveyance here because that implies head knowledge, right? To just believe something implies something you know about something. The Greek there for believe is pisteuho, and it really means faith. It's deeper than just head knowledge belief. It's it's full faith. Disbelieve there is episteo, and it's the antithesis of that, so faithlessness. So really probably a better translation would be for you who have faith but for those who lack faith or for the faithless right and it contrasts that with disobedience which implies what you do so our topic this week is stepping into the water and finding faith when i had in mind for this topic i had in mind the jordan river crossing so typically when we think of the dividing of waters what's the first thing that usually comes to mind the red sea The red sea often we tend to forget that god did a very similar thing at the jordan river crossing 40 years later so coming out of egypt in the exodus he crossed he, he divided the red sea for the people to to escape the egyptian armies and long story short there was a lot of disobedience involved a lot of lack of faith in a 40-year wilderness journey to work on their faithlessness, to bring them to a place of faith, which brought them eventually to the banks of the Jordan River to cross over into the Promised Land. And he divided the sea there. We find that account in Joshua chapter 3. And actually, for the B side, that'll be our first actual Bible study. We'll be in Joshua chapter 3, so we're not going to unpack that here. But just briefly summarizing that, they come to the banks of the Jordan River, and Moses is dead. Joshua's taken over. He's been exalted in the sight of the people. And God's going to split the split the river, divide the water, and allow the people to cross over on dry dry, dry ground. Ugh, goodness, I can't talk. I need you to take over here in a second, Mike. I'm about to tap out. The key difference, though, and I think it's a big one, and it's one we often miss. When it came to the Red Sea, the people just waited. They waited for the most high to act. But when it came to the Jordan, the priests were to carry the ark, the ark of the covenant, which was a symbol of God's throne or his presence. It was a symbol of his presence among the people. And the priests, the faithful priests, were to carry the ark into the water. They were to step into the water. And once they acted in faith by stepping into the water, then he divided the rivers while the people watched. So they had to step in. They had to do, they had to pair their belief with their action and do step into the water to receive the deliverance, of the most high. So I guess that's my question for you guys this week is what's your Jordan river. What's the water God's calling us to step into. And are we waiting? Are we saying no, are we waiting for God to act first? Well, maybe he's telling us what he wants of us to do. And we're not listening. It's on your all start. <laughs>
3: It's silence. <laughs> silence. <laughs> that's, a, I mean, that's a pretty big question. What's on your heart? I mean, at any given time, i several things I'm. Well,
0: I mean, in, re- in relation to our Jordan River.
3: Mm-hmm. I was thinking I was thirsty, but that was probably not okay. what you're asking.
0: Apparently, you missed the first part of my statement.
3: No, I saw the statement. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I think sometimes, you know, we talked in the past about being put in that waiting room. And I think that pairs up with what you're talking about, Carl, of stepping into the water. A leap of faith, perhaps you could call it. I think everybody has their own little spot that they, I, I hesitate to use the word hide away, but, but perhaps that may be the right word, that they are holding back from taking that step into the water and, and allowing God to do what he does. Because we're untrusting, maybe we're not convinced. I I don't know. Whatever whatever the holdup may be.
0: Well, I guess then I'll ask this to start us off. When God's calling us to step into our Jordan River, what keeps us from doing so?
3: Fear. It's for me, for me. I mean, I had an experience Saturday night that I texted some of you guys about. I was at something, and uh, I don't know. I just got talking to this guy next to me, and. I felt the spirit move, and I was sitting there sharing my faith with this man. Come to find out, he was from Jeff City. He's just recovering from a brain tumor that he had removed, and he told me he felt different inside, that something was stirring him, and he didn't know what it was. For me, that was the perfect opportunity to share the faith, the gospel with him. Now, had I resisted that, that would have definitely been my inability to step into the water but I, I felt called to say something, and I did. He took down my number. You know, he wanted to know about, you know, because I explained to him about the podcast, Broken Record Ministries, and I was talking, you know, just conversation. Built a little rapport with him, and uh, he was very interested in it. He took down the information and put it right in his phone. I felt led to speak to him. I think if you're talking about that type of stepping into the water, I think we all have those times in our lives when we feel like we should do something and we don't do it or if it's a bigger project problem like should i do this lord and whether you get the answer right away or it's shown to you later do we have the faith to step out there and do it i think that's the question you're asking right carl mm-hmm. so
1: what about when we're <clears throat> we have something set up let's say, say for us conference you know foil chain anything like that and we talk about what we're going to be doing and then it's oh me I, yeah i don't think i should be doing that can we get somebody more qualified can we get somebody you know better at that things like that you know even when we were handing out hot dogs at the car show uh, am i the one you want like standing up front here am i the one you want Talking to people as we walk around. And I mean, all of those. I mean, we all have those, you know, those crosses to bear in, in our own, you know, how we feel about ourselves and our, in in, uh, you know.
2: Well, I know what you're saying because I feel that way all the time. <clears throat> I'm always scared to talk to people. I do talk to people and mm-hmm. I will go up to people. But at the same time, I'm scared. Am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to say something that turns them away when I want them to go the, the, the other way? Just like that hot dog thing you were saying, you know, put me in the back. Mm-hmm. The oil change. Put me in the back. Mm-hmm. I did the oil changes. You all did the talking. I don't want to stare. That's where my fear is is that i will steer the boat and drop the oars and then we're going the wrong way yeah and i don't want to do that
1: i think we have to really get out of that because even if we're not the most knowledgeable god's using us
2: and i get that
1: but but you hear me you give yourself too much credit. To think you can get somebody to turn away from God.
2: Say that again?
1: You give yourself too much credit if you think anything you're going to say is going to turn somebody away from God.
2: I feel it's the other way around.
1: Yeah. And it's not. Because God's going to handle it. If somebody chooses to walk away from God, it's not you doing it. That is up to them to have their personal relationship with God. All you can do is try.
2: Okay. I can believe that. But that doesn't mean the person who's walking away ain't going to put that blame.
1: Yeah. But it's not yours to take.
2: And that may be true. You
1: know, it's everybody sitting here has their own personal relationship with Christ. And that's what he wants us to have. I can, somebody here can say something to make me walk away from this podcast. They cannot say something to make me walk away from God because that's my choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anytime somebody walks away from a church, anytime somebody walks away from God, it's because they made that choice. I walked away from a church church. God didn't let me down because God will never let me down. That church let me down. Those people let me down, but not God. See what I'm saying?
2: I get it. But same same time if i say something wrong you know granted it may not be wrong but who's to say in their eyes it wasn't wrong does that make sense Mm -hmm. for sure
1: yeah no it makes perfect sense i i think that's what i think part of the problem is is we get so mixed up in somebody's feelings as opposed to the audience Mm -hmm. at one but that's their
4: excuse to make themselves feel better because they rejected God.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Someone to blame
4: been there. Yep. I used to do it. All
1: the time. Yeah. Including us. I'm that guy. We used to be there. Yeah. I'm that guy. Guaranteed. Yep.
4: I know. How, yeah, I exactly know how that is because if somebody would come up and went up before and they would ask me something about God, I'm not like, who. Who's that,
6: Mm -hmm.
4: you know, what I need him for.
0: You can't control somebody else's perception. No. You know know what I mean? You, you, if somebody wants to have a negative perception about Jesus and the father, they're going to, whether you say something or say nothing at all, they're going to have that negative perception. It really, you can't control their perception. You can, you can strive to represent him as best as you can and should. Yes. Right. But that doesn't require perfect knowledge. That's one of the reasons I wanted to highlight the difference between the term belief and faith there with Pisteyuho, Because it's not just about head knowledge. It's about how you put your faith into practice. It's really what it's about. It's about putting what you know about the Father into practice and what you do. I tried to just try just in
4: what I believe. You, you know what the perfect yep. knowledge of the Bible is?
0: Jesus Christ.
4: The perfect knowledge of the Bible is him and what he done for us on the cross. That is the perfect knowledge of the Bible. If you can tell somebody that,
2: you're golden. Well, I know that part. There you go. <clears throat> And like I said, I tried to help two ladies this weekend, and I feel good about where yep. I was. Right. You know, I stepped into uncharted waters, actually, and I was scared, especially with one. Because Jessica, I knew her for nothing. Mm -hmm. I knew her just from checking in. And, you know, she seemed like she was having a bad day. So I went back to her and I said, hey, ain't you the one who gave me a hard time? I don't give nobody a hard time. So I gave her a cross. And later, somehow, we met again. she came up to me and she just started pouring herself out about what she's going through and all this and that. And I'm sitting here like, man, what do I say? What do I say? And all I can say is put your trust in God. I said, he's got you. I was like, you're not alone. And if you need to friend me, reach out to me. And she did, she did. And I'll do whatever I can, but she know she has faith she knows god but some people i guess need that little so-called jumpstart boost Mm -hmm. so to say but i felt good but it was uncharted waters for me Mm
0: -hmm. so let me share something real quick it's so awesome that you mentioned uncharted waters i wasn't going to dig into joshua three until the b side but i'm going to read this first part here Mm -hmm. it's in verse three It says, they commanded the people, saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh your God with the Levitical priests carrying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. However, there shall be between you and it a distance of about 2,000 cubits by measure. That's 3,000 feet. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. they were going into uncharted territory is what he's saying there. The word way there is Derek in Hebrew, and it can mean journey, aerobic, and also mean like a manner, like your behavior. It has a double meaning. It can can be talking about the actual physical direction you're going, but it can also talk about the moral direction you're going. And I really think that's the underlying spiritual application here. They really didn't need to stay 3,000 feet back to follow across the river. I think what's happening here is the faithful priests are stepping out into the water, and the people are watching. So the priests are with the presence of God stepping out into the water. And when he divides the, the sea there, when he divides the river there, the priests are experiencing the miracle. The ones that are 3,000 feet back have a perfect view to see it. Mm. They're witnessing the miracle because they needed to see the spiritual way they needed to go. And that's essentially what you did, Ron, when you stepped out into your uncharted water. That person was standing on the riverbank and you stepped into the water like he told you to so that she could see what she needed to see, so she could see the way to go. That's the that's 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 the whole point of of this topic, and, and the stepping into the water idea is it's not just a physical river. There's a deeper spiritual implication here. This is us stepping out in faith, so that the people that are desperate to know the way they should go can see it by our obedience. That's why it's so so important to get to a place where we're not just watching on the riverbank; we're stepping into our proverbial Jordan River.
4: Yep.
0: Well, you know, God can. <laughs>
4: God can work when you're just standing there in comfort. No, nope, no problem at all. He can do that. But he wants you to step out into the uncharted territories, into the unknown, so he can absolutely have your whole undivided attention. Yeah. And realize that, hey, you know what? He is going to take care of me while I'm doing this. I'm not going to be hurt. Everything's going to be fine. You know, we can't. We can't just sit on our duffs and expect God to do everything for us. Carl and I was talking about that last night. We, you know, I, th- I think my, my proverbial stepping in, into the water is he's been, he's been on me to start preaching again. So, I mean, and I've been like old Bob, I've been running. And like, nope, I don't think so. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm good enough. I can't do this no more. But I'm just gonna have to I'm just gonna have to take my own advice and step out on that faith and just let him have at it. Mm-hmm. That's that's where that's I've been thinking about it since he put the topic out there, you know, what what have I been doing that I need to step back on in faith that he wants me to do? And that's it. You know, so I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm going to try to do it again. I mean, it it won't be a permanent job anywhere. I mean, I'll I'll do it different places if I have to. It doesn't matter. I'll go out on street corners and do it on eBay. Mm -hmm. That's what we should all
1: do.
5: (laughs) I think we realize that God operates on a scale of the universe. We operate kind of on here and now, what we see, what we what we experience. And so we never know, like you, like you were sharing with that, with that gal, you never know how that little seed is going to make a huge impact in her life. And yet God does because mm-hmm. God sees the whole picture. Whereas we just see a small portion of it. And so what we think is a small portion. Well, I could have said more. I could have did this. We probably said just enough that just enough that you know what God can't use is our silence. When we sit back and we be quiet and we don't share our faith and we don't share what God has done for us, He's not going to use that. Well, just like you said. Yeah.
2: After we talked, I thought, oh, crud. Did I say the right things? Did I say enough? Yep. Did I not, you know? But hopefully, like you just said, it was enough.
4: Well, if you if you said what God laid on your heart, then you set yeah, it up
2: exactly,
5: and God's gonna use it. I mean, did we we may we may or may not see the impacts of that sometimes we yeah. do right away, and sometimes we Never. don't yeah, sometimes we don't ever see it yeah.
0: so. most times honestly, we probably don't, yeah. not the full impact. yep yeah. the thing is, is
4: when we plant them seeds we we gotta trust God that he's gonna grow
0: them.
4: Mm-hmm. you know yeah. and if the seed turns bad and it dies, you know. God will send somebody else to replant that seed. Yep. So until that person realizes that you know God's the way to go, God's going to keep planting them seeds in him until one takes root. You know, he he doesn't give up. Just like we, you know, it, it goes back to him telling us, you know, how many times do we forgive somebody? Seven times, seventy-seven. Or 77 times seven, however, you want to put it.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Same thing, you know, 490. 490.
1: <laughs> then I'm done. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or forever. I think that's, that's a right. point. We're clicking. That's right. <laughs> <Exactly>. That's
4: one. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, there's two.
5: <laughs> I think we talked about it. Let's see. We, me, and Bob, and Carl, and myself, we talked about this before the podcast. I think our flesh gets in the way of stepping into the water. Yeah. I mean, we. We know sometimes what God wants us to do, and yet we're almost like Peter. We have enough faith to get out of the boat, and he's walking on the water, and then all of a sudden he kind of looks around and looks at the surroundings, and he begins to sink and because he took his eyes off off Christ. And yeah. we, we know that story, but we, we do the same thing. We have enough faith to get out of the boat, but we don't always have enough faith to keep our eyes on, on him. Yeah. And then you see that over and over throughout the scriptures. You know, I think of the disciples. Jesus sends them to the other side of the lake and he goes into the bottom of the boat and he takes a nap, and the winds and the waves that come and, and they're panicking. I mean, the and, and it obviously is a big storm if the disciples, they were fishermen. So if it's a if they're in a panic mode, it's a big storm.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you and know yet, they've seen some big storms exactly. Because
5: mm-hmm. that was their livelihood. And yet Jesus is right there with them. Yeah. Yes, he's in the bottom of the boat sleeping, but he's there with them. Mm-hmm. And they go into a panic. Yep. And yet, so often we do the same thing. We we go into our panic modes. We go into our meltdowns, our our flesh moments. When he's right there with us, and he says, "You know, calms the way, calms the waves," and they're amazed at, yeah. at calming the ma- at calming the waves. Who is this that the wind and the waves obey him? And I think that's the aha moment in our life sometimes where we go. Man, I should just trust him because he is trustworthy. And yeah. that's
2: the thing. I, I question myself about everything. Everything. Like that woman, you know, I question myself, do I go back? Am I supposed to go back and talk to this lady? Does she need me to go back and talk to this lady? And I sit there and I doubt myself. And then I... I sit there and I ask, I talk to God more or less. I'm like, is this what I'm supposed to do? And then I make myself do it totally out of my comfort zone. If you all know me, which you probably do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's, I have to make myself and I made myself go up to her Mm -hmm. and I broke the ice by saying, Hey, ain't you the one that gave me a hard time earlier? And I handed her my cross, but then. Like I said, throughout the night, we kept crossing paths. Mm
6: -hmm.
2: And then finally that one time, I asked her how she was doing tonight, how it was going. And that's when she broke down and told me her testimony or what's going on in her life. And it's rough. She's having a rough time right now. She was married for quite a while. Found out her man was not loyal. She's trying to go to school. She's trying to work. She's trying to pay her bills. And she's just, she was kind of lost, she said. And all I could do is sit there and tell her that she's not alone. Mm-hmm. But same token, that's out of my comfort zone.
0: Right. Well, and the, the key phrase there that you mentioned is doubt yourself. And that's the point at which, to to use Micah's analogy with Peter in the in the water, that's when you take your eyes off, mm, yeah. right? That's the point. Peter, Peter took his eyes off Jesus because he doubted. Hmm. That was the issue. But that's why I worded the topic the way I did, stepping into the water and finding faith. It took a measure of faith for Peter to step out of the boat. Yes. But yes. he found true faith when he doubted. Then hmm. Jesus rescued him and showed him that he could depend on him. Right, it that's when you—that's when you find true faith. So God will use your, God can use your doubt to teach you a deeper level of faith, if right. that makes sense. If you're willing to keep stepping out with Him,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Because it felt good, yeah. it made me feel really good, you know. And I like and the Martha, her brother had a car wreck, and I asked Ronnie, I was like, Ronnie, can we go pray with her? And we did. Ronnie started it. But when Ronnie was done, I just didn't think enough was said, so I kept going. And that's the first time, I'm letting you all know, that was the first time I actually open prayed for anybody in front of them. (laughs) Any other time, it's through text messages. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's what I'm talking about, man. You stepped out. Mm -hmm. You stepped into those uncharted waters, and you found a, a deeper level of obedience. You see it, saying, like, rewarding, yeah. it, it, I am It's very rewarding because
2: it—I mean, it, it felt great.
1: Well, and, and think about what you said. How did it start? You felt a feeling, and then you asked God, and you didn't say anything. He just went up and handed her a cross. There's your eye on Jesus. Gave a cross, and He took over, and what needed to be said was said. What needed to be shared was shared.
5: Felt good. It was a very good weekend for me. And that's yep. that's exactly what we're talking about. Taking that step in the water mm-hmm. and watching what God does. Yep. I mean, like Carl said in the beginning, it wasn't until they put their foot in the water that the waters parted. Yep. They literally had to had to step in and it's what you're talking about. That's what you're talking about as well. It's it's stepping out into uncharted water and I'm not familiar. I don't know what God's gonna do with this. And yet we took that first step and watched God just open that conversation an opportunity to share who, who he is with her. And that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yep.
2: That was my weekend. Good job.
5: <laughs> I didn't do it.
2: It was all God. No,
1: but you did. It's again, it's not taking anything away from what God has done, but you still took that step of faith instead of saying, Hey, I know I have this feeling. Hey, I know God's putting something on my heart. I'll let somebody else do it. I'll let Ronnie do it or who am I or any of that. You still did it. Even if it wouldn't have gone any further than to just give her the cross to let her know she wasn't alone. You're well, still stepped out.
2: Well, and that's where that prayer came in. Like I had to have Ronnie started. Mm hmm. Yep. But as he was going and he was winding down, I felt there needed more to be said. Yeah. So when he stopped, I carried on. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, like I said, I, I sat there in my mind the whole time while Ronnie was praying, knowing what I wanted to say, but not knowing if I could say it.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I, it just hit me like, what do you have to lose? Just do it. And that's when the words just start pouring out.
1: So how many times have you been down there at that at that bowling tournament?
2: Several. But this is the first time more, more anything like this has happened. More than two? Oh, yes.
1: First time since you started following Christ?
2: Yes. No, no, sorry. We went last year. But this is the first year that I was willing to so-called step in. To the water. Mm-hmm. I saw quite a bit last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I probably should have done
1: what I did this year. So you see what he's doing in your life.
2: But I was scared last year.
1: Right. You see what he's doing. You see what he's doing in your
2: life. As long as you all see it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you need to. You need to. That's that's the point. Is again not in any way, shape <laughs> or form to be boastful or prideful or anything on what you're doing, because that's not you to begin with. But to see how he's leading you and to see, we, we talk about not ever seeing the, the fruits of, of our labor and things like that, you know, but this is seeing it. I mean, this is a way we can see it, a self-reflection to see in ourselves, look how far Christ has brought us because we know it's not us, you know, uh, all of us know. It it wouldn't wouldn't matter to us if we were twenty four seven in the Bible and the Word and trying to do all the things and everything. It's still not us doing it; it's Him doing it. Right? But those are the growth things that you need to look at every once in a while because it's bound in sometimes, sometime bound and determined. You're you're going to sit there and you're going to be like, "Why am I doing this?" At some point, right, wrong, or indifferent, we're all we've all been there, or will be there, or will be there again. Why am I doing this? You know, and that's one of the things that you have to look at. Those are what I call the God sightings. The things that we seem like get into a very comfortable zone of it's just, this is just what happens to look at how far God's brought me. You know, we have to look at those things.
0: Next. (laughs) (laughs) So you might, ouch. Oh jeez,
1: um, you know I'm I, uh, I'm still struggling with the uh, fostering, and I know I am because I told my wife let's do it, and we sat at a class, or I should say the intro class, and we signed up and everything, and she asked me about it again later, and and I was like I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm, and I think that the way that I actually was. Telling her, she said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them we're going to cancel. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't say that. She goes, no, but you're not it. And I, she said, I won't do this alone. I can't,
6: Yeah,
1: you know, so, um, you know, and of course I have all the excuses in the world and everything and, 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 and and everything from, you know, Hey, I've got five grandkids. It's going to take time away from them. What are my kids going to think about it? What are, and I'm, for some reason, and I don't know why, I'm still so putting off just taking it to God and giving it to Him. I don't know why I'm not holding on to it so tight, and and it's very very frustrating for me. So.
4: I'm doing a 31 day Bible study. It's called All In, and. <laughs> You got to go all in. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you what this this Bible study has just blown my mind every day that I read it and study on it, and just that's where that's where the the press has come from for me to get back in to putting His Word out there gotcha. You know, because uh, the apostles was all in. Mm-hmm. You know when they when they started in Acts, well, Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit landed on the people and, and they broke bread for days on end. I mean, you know, that's all in.
0: That's what we need to be. We need to be all in. Yeah. You add another cool element to this. One of my things. One of my Jordan Rivers right now is, uh, um, I was asked to think about preaching somewhere that would involve a lot more people and doing it twice a day. <laughs> And that, you know, what's funny, that's the part that bothers me the most. It's not the number of people in front of me. It's having to do it twice. Mm. That scares the heck out of me. But mm-hmm. that's like, that's the issue is the, the fear. Fear is always what, what keeps you from stepping in. It's mm-hmm. always fear. You know what I mean? It's always fear. But uh, I was thinking about it, what I might preach on. And there was a sermon that had been laid upon me weeks ago, but then he changed it last minute. And I went somewhere else, but I still had the notes from the previous one. And it was using Solomon to show the importance of having the words that I put in there
6: mm-hmm.
0: all in faith. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. I
0: and mean, that's really what it's about. Stepping into the river is showing him that you're all in. It's not because he didn't have the priests carry the ark into the, into the river because he needed them to, to activate the miracle. He didn't need that. He'd already decided he was going to give them a miracle, right? Right. He just wanted to see that they were all in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's reasonable to assume that the priests maybe in the back of their mind thought, what if this doesn't work?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I, I doubt their faith was so perfect that they were like, oh, yeah, there's, I have no doubt in my mind. I think it's at least reasonable to assume that at least one of them was like. Uh, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. Well, their human side, their human side brought that out. Oh yeah. I
4: mean, come on. Yeah. and Because well, let's human nature is like, uh
5: I don't know about
1: that. Let's be honest, it's a when little more. In the ones back
5: are going. I'm glad I'm not in front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no doubt. No doubt.
1: <laughs> but you know, it's a little easier when it's like, hey, come out here and walk with me on the water to be like, okay, I can see the doubt there. Okay. Yeah, I I, I get it. that. You're talking about you're in the middle of the, you know. But like you said, stepping just out onto that.
6: And
0: you're like <laughs> mm, Okay. <laughs> you know. Well, that's the thing, though. The priest, regardless of how much doubt they had, they still stepped into the water. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm yep. Peter, I, I doubt Peter's doubt when he was walking on water started when he looked away. I'm sure there was a little bit of doubt when he stepped out of the boat, he still got out Absolutely. he was walking on water. It was yep. when he took his eyes completely off. You city. know, the one foot probably was doing this over mm-hmm. the edge of that. Absolutely. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> it just
5: kept going yep. further and further. To yeah. get the water.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. tiptoeing a little bit. Yeah. Yep. But
4: then that's, you know, that's why God wants us to step out into them uncharted waters. So we'll be all in. Yep. It's an all in thing. I mean, that's, that's what it is.
2: But the thing is, Stepping into that water for me, I can't swim, but so I'd definitely be all in. You're all in. <laughs> you got that's that right. right.
1: No, all the way to the bottom. But again, remember, you're not you got alone. The, He's that's got true.
4: You. you got the biggest. You got the biggest lifeguard in the world. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna let you drown. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Who better than the one that made the water?
0: You all right? Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, he wants to grow our faith. It's, oh, a, it's a relationship yeah. thing. He wants to grow our faith. Dig just a little bit more into that mm-hmm. word. So, so in First Peter two seven, talk about pistiouho. That's that's faith in Greek. Mm. It's it's very helpful to look at the Hebrew concepts underlying it. Good. Greek is kind of a harsh language. Hebrews less so. So a lot of times when you see the Greek words, they're they're using the nearest Greek equivalent to an underlying Hebrew concept. The underlying Hebrew concept is a word emunah in Hebrew, and it always translates as faith, but it really carries the connotation of covenant faithfulness and its marital language. But I find it interesting, Ron, that you brought up that, that individual you talked to that had dealt with marital infidelity. It's really what emunah means is to have fidelity to the Most High, covenant faithfulness. Now, in a marriage, it involves vows. To have a healthy marriage, you have vows that you abide by. And obviously not committing adultery is one of those vows, but you don't, you, it's important to understand why we comply with the vows, right? We don't just not cheat on our, on on our spouse, right? It's our love for our spouse that leads to us not cheating on it,
6: Mm -hmm.
0: right? You're, You're complying with the same vow, but it's the heart behind why you comply with it. You're not just, vows aren't just a list of rules that you comply with. build a healthy relationship you have a healthy loving relationship and the outpouring of that is that you comply naturally with those vows and that's essentially what hebrew that faith means is just the outpouring we love our father so much we love jesus so much that our natural outpouring is to comply with those vows those commitments the the, what we do and that's sort of what stepping into the water builds it builds that covenant faithfulness We, we step into the water to show that we want to have covenant faithfulness mm-hmm. and he uses that action to build our covenant faithfulness but at some point we have to step right we have to make a step
1: for lack of a better term you've got to have skin in the game yeah yeah that's what he wants because otherwise i mean we like we've talked about on here before he can just make it all happen yeah but that's not what he's looking for i mean that's n- in none of it i mean that you know that goes against free will and everything and and all of the things that you've Ever been taught? Yeah, he wants you to make that decision, and that's by putting that skin in the game. That's what you're
4: doing. Exactly. you You ain't got nothing to lose. You ain't got nothing to lose. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. it makes you it makes you walk into it more loosely. I would say. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not as you're not as focused or as concentrated on the subject when you got skin in the game. Right. You're on it. Absolutely. You got focused eyes on it. You want to make sure it goes right. You want to make sure everything hits right, directs right. Everything runs smooth.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. It's your I do. Yeah. Yep. Right. Stepping out is your I do. Yes. Right. Yep. If you're just complying with the vows for the sake of complying with the vows, that's legalism. Yeah. But yep. if you think you're going to build a healthy relationship by ignoring the vows, that's lawlessness. Yep. Right. We have to have love that does. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got to it's it's match your output. Yep. Yep. Right. And that first step is that I do the walk after that is is living it out yeah absolutely let's pull the needle off the record
5: final thoughts Hmm. i think it's allowing god to use us and being obedient you know stepping out even when it doesn't make sense i think there was several years ago we, um, I mean, we've had some financial issues over over the past few years, and this was several years ago. And my wife started praying for toilet paper. And that sounds silly, but we had teenage boys in the house, and we were we were low on toilet paper. And there was a lady in our church at the time, and she she's in a nursing home now, but she was at the store, and God prompted her to buy toilet paper. And she goes, well, I can't just buy them toilet paper. So she brought a bunch of snacks and everything else along (laughs) with the toilet paper and put it in a basket. And she kind of sheepishly knocks on the door and she's like, well, I was at the store and I just felt like I needed to buy you guys toilet paper. And I don't know why. And I know that's weird. I know that's, I, I would never do that, but. I, I put some other snacks in there kind of to, to balance it out and make it look like it was like a, a, it was just random. <laughs> but what's the point of all the point is when God prompts us to be obedient, we need to be obedient. Yes. There was a missionary that, that we had, he was an evangelist and he's pastoring a church in, in Florida now, but he used to come in and people would ask him all the time, well, what do you need? What do you need? And I know missionaries have needs. And he would simply say, I'm not going to give you a list of needs that we have. He goes, we do have them, but I'm going to tell you this. He goes, if God leads you to give something, be obedient. Hmm. And it's that aspect of, of, of jumping in. I, I, we were on a swim. I was on a swim team. I'm not afraid of the water, but we were on a swim team growing up and you know you kind of and everybody does this you go swimming or go to a pool and you kind of stick your toes in there first and it's kind of chilly and you kind of just kind of inch your way in Mm -hmm. and and you know we had some on our swim team we swam before the public we swam at the public pool before it opened so it was seven o'clock in the morning and that water's pretty cold at seven Mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning and sometimes the our coach would just say just go just do the do 150 meters warm up and just dive in and go I think sometimes when God tells us to go, that's what we need to do. We need to step step our foot in the waters and just go. Not not kind of feel around, not kind of question, not kind of hesitate, but get in and, and go like you talked about being all in and, and going and being his empty vessel. Yeah. Amen.
2: Well, I'll read mine next, so, you know, everybody's pointing fingers here.
0: (laughs) For those that can't
4: (laughs) see. Yeah,
2: right.
6: That was a secret. Thank you. My bad.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, this is something I read, so I wanted to read it. It kind of goes, God won't part the water in front of you until you take your first step into faith.
0: There you go. That sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Next Next. <laughs> Coffee Mike.
3: I knew I was coming. <laughs> you know I'm kind of sad quiet this episode. I mm-hmm. am. Uh, contemplating a lot of things and sitting there wondering uh, my thought was, what am I holding back on? I'm sure there's something. I'm positive of it. But at this particular point, I don't I, I can't put my finger on what it is. I mean, I, I do a lot of reading. I'm sure most of you know I I don't work anymore. So I read a lot. And something that has been coming up a lot to me lately is relationship type things. I actually started a Bible study and I thought it was pretty good. Then I realized it was actually written for women. I thought, well, I'm in it this deep. Maybe I can learn something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I stuck in there and it was it was it was about open communication. And being transparent. So maybe my step in the water, since I can swim, I float though, um, would be to be more transparent, more open with those that I care about, and even those I don't know to a certain degree. Because the truth is never cloudy. The truth is always clear. It's how we skew the truth to get to whatever means we think we should be getting to is the problem. And for me, you know, like I said Saturday night, I've never just openly been somewhere and just said, Hey, you know what? I need to talk to this guy. That's never happened to me. I mean, yes, at the oil change, I went out there and I talked to a lot of folks that were in need of oil changes, but I was there to also spread the gospel, tell them about Jesus Christ as my savior. And this guy just kept looking at me. I kept looking at him. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going for it. Uh, I was prompted to go. And uh, I think for me, the, the other step of faith might be, it was kind of funny, the story that Mike has told. It was the exact sermon on Sunday at a church he was not at. I know, Bob, I can't remember if you I think you were helping the kids this Sunday. You weren't there or something.
4: Oh, and yeah, I was in
3: kid church. I know Carl heard the sermon that I heard. It's the exact same story that the pastor there said was the words that came out of Micah's mouth tonight. And he kind of floored me. I went, whoa. So maybe, maybe it's all about remembering who's in charge is my step of faith. I went a long way around to get there, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Who's in charge of my life? My faith step should definitely be that. Step in right up to my neck. That's where I need to be. So that's kind of my final thought.
0: I don't want to mention something to you. You talked about remembering. And I think it's good to, to mention too in Joshua chapter three, so we don't obsess over where am I supposed to step in the water and where am I failing? Because that's not a healthy place to be either, at least to self doubt. One of the things that the Most High had the people do was take representatives for each tribe and pull a stone out from where the, the, the water had been dried up, take them to the riverbank and set them up into heaps as a reminder. So I think it's also healthy to look back on the times that you did step into the water and remember what the father did when, when, when you showed that faithfulness to him. It's not just about where am I not obeying him? It's also looking back at, look at what the almighty did when I did obey him. Mm-hmm. Right. And remembering that, I think that's, that's healthy to keep that balance. Bob. Uh, i going to start calling people out. Because <laughs> we're not going to talk. Yeah, we're gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, you know, <clears throat> Micah kind of brought the story up about uh, Jesus in the stern of the boat sleeping while the wind and the waves was beating around and waves was filling the boat and all the disciples thought that they was going to drown. That's actually what I taught on yesterday in Get church. <laughs> um But, you know, we need to have the faith that even though Jesus was sleeping in the stern of that boat, that boat was still protected. Yes. Even when we think Jesus is not there with us, he's still there with us, protecting us. Um, We need not be like the disciples and think we're going to drown because the waves keep coming over the side of the boat. You know, and, and they're sitting there with buckets trying to get the water out and the water's coming in faster than they can pale it out of there. Yeah. Jesus is laying there sleeping, you know, he wasn't worried. Yeah. And, you know, when he got up, he he was like,
6: mm-hmm.
4: why are you guys? Why are you guys doing this? What are you doing?
6: Yeah.
4: Why have you no faith? You know, they knew they knew who he was. They knew and they'd seen the miracles and everything that he has he had done but yet they were still scared that they was going to drown because they thought that boat was going to sink yep. thing is is jesus is not ever going to let our boat sink no matter how much water we pour in he can take twice of that out in the flash. so my thing is 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 when you think you're drowning and you think Jesus is sleeping in the stern of the boat, He still got you. Check. Don't ever doubt that he doesn't have you because he does. Check. He's there with us all the time. So just keep that in mind. You know, when, when you think you're drowning and you think Jesus is asleep, he's still there. Yeah. He was just resting his eyes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. His, his human side was sleeping, but his godly side, still
1: there protecting truth. Absolutely, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, I said it, I might have said it earlier as well, but and I know I've said it before, but it just it rings true, especially with every, what everybody's saying is each and every person in your life will let you down at some point in time. Not always knowingly or meaning to or being malicious in any way, shape, or form. And when we talk about Going out in your faith, you have to remember the one you're going out in faith for is the one that will absolutely never let you down. The absolutely. only one yep. that will never let you down. That's right.
0: There were two generations of Israelites that stood on the banks of the Jordan River. The first generation was turned back into 40 years of wandering because they were ruled by fear. Mm-hmm. They looked across at the enemy on the other side and they turned back because they let fear to rule their hearts. Mm. The second generation crossed over because they were led by faithfulness. The antidote to fear is faith. I'm going to say something that's going to bite. It bites me. Fear is our way of worshiping the devil. Mm. Let's be honest with it. Mm-hmm. It's how we give the devil a foothold. And the reason is because if we're fearing, we're trusting that the devil's going to show up and believing he can win. That's what fear is. Faith is knowing that God's already there. And he's already won. I'm not saying that to bite anybody. I know it does bite. It bites me, don't i <laughs> see you over there, Bob. <laughs> We've got it to come to terms with the reality of it, though. It's true. We really true. do. There's a reason yeah. Jesus asked the disciples in that account. Why are you afraid? Do you have no faith? He contrasts fear with a lack of faith, which implies that if you have faith, you don't have fear. Mm -hmm. That's the truth of it. So the question is, which generation are you? Are you stepping into the water, being led by faith? Or are you too afraid of the enemy on the other side? Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 and 2 says, and I'll close with this. This. But now, thus says Yahweh, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. Be led by faith. Step into the water. Don't let the devil get a foothold in your heart with fear. He's not worth it. I took that
2: I took that like he's not gonna give you something that you can't handle.
0: He's not gonna give kind you something that he can't handle. Well yeah, mm-hmm. but he right. can't handle yep. through you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yep. Absolutely. Bob, you wanna pray Sal? Sure. Most gracious oh, yeah. heavenly
4: father, we uh <clears throat> we thank you, Father, for this day. Father, we uh, uh, Father, we just thank you for allowing us to be able to step out on that faith, mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for allowing us to to be all in. I just pray, Father, that uh, the fear that gets in our hearts, Father, just uh, we just rebuke it, Father. We just uh, say, "Get behind me, Satan!" Yes, Father, you you Father will take care of me. you. Will take that fear out of our hearts. You'll put the boldness in us. You'll light that fire in our hearts, Father, and you'll just uh, you'll just allow us to burn hard, burn deep and sear with your word father i thank you for that father i just pray that we can go out and just uh, be bold for you this week yes just father just just put your word out there tell people who you are tell people about what your son done for us father we thank you for that i thank you for jesus father i thank you for allowing him to hang on that cross be my whipping boy father Mm-hmm. Father, He bought us back at an ultimate price. Yes, and Father, we know that after He died on that cross, that He defeated death, Father, and we don't have to taste that death because of Him. And Father, I thank You and praise You.
0: And Father, I give You the praise of the Lord Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been Broken Record Ministries, and we will catch you on the flip side.